0: Hi, I'm Rebecca, and this is my podcast, The Second Half. Thank you to all of you that have been listening to the podcast and to anyone else that just joined us today. This podcast is about the challenges and joys we experience, especially in the second half of our lives. I hope that the stories that my guests and I share will make you feel less alone as you face your own challenges and will make us all feel more connected as a community. Today on the show, I talk to Kate Hood about aging and beauty and their complicated effects on women's identity and self-worth. Here we go. Hi, Kate. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I thought today we could talk about aging as women and how beauty sometimes plays uh, quite a significant role in our self-identity. You shared a story with me recently that I thought was really interesting. Could you tell us about that?
1: Sure. Um, About 10 years ago, I was 39, and I was at a conference for blogging. I was doing a lot of blogging at the time. And one of the events at this conference entailed people getting up and reading personal essays. And it was very well attended. It was always really fun, and there were a lot of great stories. You could at least relate to some, if not all. And there was one that just really stuck with me, and it was um, this this woman who was probably in her 60s got up and told a story that she titled The Invisible Woman. This is a concept which people know about, but somehow at age 39, I'd either never heard that term or I just didn't really think about it because I wasn't middle-aged yet, Um but it blew my mind. that She basically talked about how at a certain age, women become less relevant because of how old they are. Um, and it, it affects them in work. I guess I would have assumed that, sure, when it comes to dating, if you're older and still dating, right. that might get harder. But I never thought about how maybe an employer would be less likely to hire you because right. you're not fresh and new. Mm-hmm. And just how people treat you in in all respects. So I I just found this fascinating. After after the event, we were all talking about the things that we liked and I couldn't believe it. Most of the women who are sitting with me who are around my age really didn't connect with it. They're like, Oh, yeah, I didn't really relate to that one. It's like, but this is your future. How can you not relate to to what's gonna happen to you? And they just they just didn't. And Because in that moment, it wasn't relevant to them. And I thought, okay, so are we only living in in the moment? Because I'm certainly thinking ahead a little bit here. Okay, so what was kind of interesting to me is the following year, at the same conference, there was, uh, you know, you kind of pick different breakout sessions you want to go to. And the same woman was running a panel called Blogging Into Middle Age. I thought, well, I'm definitely going to that because she is really interesting. And I'd love to hear how she and this other panel of women she selected are staying relevant. This is something I want to know. I assumed that when I got there, I would probably be one of the younger people that, the you know, this demographic would be trending a little bit higher, a little mm-hmm. bit older. Um, but I, I just couldn't believe it. First of all, I was definitely the the only person my age there. Everybody was older than me. And it was pretty sparsely attended for a panel of five people. It wasn't like there was nobody in the room, but it, there weren't that many people there. Right. And meanwhile, down the hall, the how to take the perfect Instagram photo <laughs> has like standing room only. And right. People are like on tiptoe trying to see over each other's heads to find out how to take a picture. Right. And I just thought, I, I can't understand why this is almost like this, this unique opportunity to hear A real story and important voices that have something to teach. Right. And it's not interesting. (laughs) Right. When you told me that story, it made
0: me think of this woman. We were, I was with a group of people when I was in my 30s, late 30s, and we were all talking really honestly about what we are most scared of. And I had two young kids, so I think I said something about, you know, dying. And not being able to see my kids grow. And people said different things. And there was one woman, I I always think about her, and she is beautiful. I mean, gorgeous woman. And she had two kids also. And she said, I'm afraid of losing my looks. I'm afraid of getting older and losing my looks. And she was just being honest. I mean, that was so, that was such a part of her identity that. I just looked at her and I thought, wow, that is gonna be hard for you because we're all gonna change as we age. And if you identify so strongly with that, you know, how are you gonna get through that? How are you gonna value yourself in other ways if that's the way you valued yourself until now? And I know that she valued yourself in, in lots of different ways. It's a complicated issue, but I understand it in a unique way. I am from a family and a culture that values look so strongly. And growing up, I understood very clearly from everyone around me, including my mother, including my relatives, everyone, that my value was how beautiful I was. And if I wasn't gonna be that beautiful, then the chances for me are not gonna be as good. And that's the same in a lot of cultures. And I fought against that. I was not an ideal um, size growing up. I was taller than a lot of girls. I was bigger than a lot of girls. And even though I didn't feel ugly per se, I did feel that I was not the ideal look for my family and for my environment. So I used a different strength very early on as a little girl. I decided one day that, well, as a teenager, I'm not gonna have that value as my number one value because I just don't have it and I don't know how to change myself to have it. So being smart is gonna be my thing. And that changed everything for me for my whole life. I just I just took that as my strength. Um, I was gonna do well in school. I was gonna pursue a career. I was going to do everything to have um, independence and strength and success through my intelligence. That's the only thing that I knew that I could control. You know, I wanted to fight against that looks has to be, uh, you know, the way I looked be tied so closely to my destiny. And even as a young person going to places where, you know, you go to – my parents would take me to places where it was, I was there to be seen
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a girl. What are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? People are going to see you. And um, even at that time, I would stand up and say, you know, that's I, I care about uh, the looks, but not as much as not as much as you want me to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, what I say, how I behave, what what my life. What's going on in my life? Those things are going to be more important. Who knows? I still struggle with all the rest of it, too. But (laughs) I tried my best. And I think that um, uh, the silver lining of a lot of that pain is that I think I see beauty in a different way as I age. And I'm hoping that that'll help me develop kind of a vision of what beauty will mean as I get older.
1: That's interesting. You reminded me of an experience I had where I I really didn't get messages like that. Um, That wasn't an issue for me. I I didn't come from a family that said, you know, that really, not that they didn't care about their looks, but it was a little more like we care about style, you know, like having that. So looks were important, but more like how you dress, how you carry yourself, having having being an interesting person. So so looks weren't so important, but come on. I mean, they just are in our society, period. Right. And you start learning that early. And I remember being um, like around 10. I was just in an awkward phase. I was also on the taller side. And I was—I—I I don't even think I was all that unusual in terms of size, but I just had really tiny friends. So I would compare myself to them and be like, all right, well, that's what you're supposed to look like. And I don't look like that. So I went through a significantly... Um, well, it was impactful. It wasn't long, like a couple of years where I was definitely had, I had a little ugly duckling thing going on. And I remember saying to a friend, like, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of fat. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, it was just sort of, I mean, you know, kids is sort of like, you tell me who you are. Wow. Okay, that's who you are. And. But in this very matter of fact, whatever, that's the way it is way. And I just I really believed like I'm just not pretty. That's not who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I I got out of my ugly duckling stage and I was um, just like other girls. I, you know, I felt pretty sometimes. I didn't feel so great other right. times, but I didn't feel like, oh, I have no looks like looks did matter for me, just right. like they did for most. And but having that younger experience, I almost feel like that that helps me in the you know now and even in like any at any age feel like there's something more i am more than just my looks i was thinking
0: of your story um and the notion of the invisible woman both of us are approaching our 50s is that something you think about
1: you know i think that i was pretty lucky to catch that wave a little bit earlier when it didn't affect me yet. It's always been the back of my head. I can't let that be the way I feel. I just don't want that. I I I mean if I'm going to feel relevant, what does relevant mean? Does it mean how other people perceive me? Um and and what I kind of landed on is you know we have we feel relevant for different things. A, in different ages, and yes, like being smart in school, that's relevance um, for those of us who have children. Being a parent, parenting—that's the re- that's the most important thing going on. That's your identity. So you you have all these ways to find relevance, and in career too. But all of those things could change. You know, it could go away. Something could happen. So you have to have something just for you that right. makes you feel relevant. Yeah. And I mean, that could be as simple as a hobby. I think because the blogging thing I did doing that writing there's mm-hmm. so much introspection right oh, there's that's interesting yeah um, it really makes you think about yourself who you are and and then there's this this writing part you feel yeah. you're you get a lot of recognition for writing stories that people like to read, yeah. and and um and it it's creative. It kind of and you know one creative pursuit begets another creative yeah, pursuit. I, I so think that's true. As much as at different times, I might not feel like I have a thing. Like you know, people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, what's going on with you?" And it's always not much, right? <laughs> I don't. You're I don't o- don't Yeah, think. I don't always feel like I have a thing, but I always feel like I could. Like there's yeah. always going to be something. Yeah. Figuring out what you want. Like, where is your joy? What makes you happy? What are you looking for in other people? Instead of thinking about, like, who am I? What's my identity? How do I fit into the world? What facet of this world am I going to make work for me? Mm-hmm. That's so a good point. Right. And And I think that that has a lot to do with, like, not so much, like, how am I interesting, but what am I interested in? Right. And just start with that. Start with what... Makes me happy? What interests me? Start looking for that and you're going to start finding in yourself what you have to offer. I remember somebody
0: saying to me, um, it's more important to be interested than interesting. Oh, yeah. And somebody said this when I was in my 20s and I thought, what? Um, I want to be interesting to everyone, I want to mm-hmm. tell stories. Mm-hmm but now i realize how much more exactly what you said to figure out what is what i can learn from how i can provide meaning um, how I, that's why i love doing this podcast to hear people's stories yeah um, but it's it's a search that i think a lot of people in in their midlife go through to find their self-worth or self-identity their purpose their relevance and as women I do think it's it's tied somewhat to the value we have in terms of our looks. And as that
1: changes, it's I think it's complicated how we feel about ourselves. Well, as far as self-discovery goes, um, one angle you could take is to say, all right, how do I fit into the world? How do I fit in with my friends? Because do your friends like you because you're attractive because you are you know right. you're youthful because of your looks? no, they like you for who you are so so to think like well I'm fitting in just fine with my circles of friends or with my one on one relationships why why does that not apply everywhere so it's to find like what's my relevance? Well, what do they find relevant to me? What am I finding relevant in them because we are sort of mirroring a little bit um I just think that there's a lot to be. <laughs> any you pick any aspect of your life it's learning like you said there's a lot to learn and in the learning process you get so caught up in that that you just you figure things out do you think about aging in your 60s and your 70s i have a slightly different take on the invisible woman i kind of like it because i've discovered that i can just go anywhere do anything i need to do and i don't have that element that that female thing where you feel like prey, you know, right. like I can, I remember so well being like a young girl. I lived in a city, so I was like walking around people all the time. It wasn't like I was getting into my car, driving to a friend's house. I was usually getting on a bus. Um, we took the bus to school. We just, you know, the public bus, um, just walking around. I could walk places and there was always this, it was like this obstacle course. Life was an obstacle course. I see uh, there's a man over there. There's a man over there. Maybe I should take this route. Maybe I should go that way. He seems fine. That guy looks like he's about to pull his his coat open. That's dangerous. You know, it's, uh, that happened. <laughs> um, you know, there's, and, and just people wanting to talk to you. You'd be walking along and some guy close to your age, so not even like inappropriate, is like, hey, how you doing today? And, right. and and it's so complicated because you ignore them, then they might follow you. But, you know, you oh, don't there's all those elements you as, don't. as a young woman that you have to be on guard. Yes. So you kind of you're always it's like you've got that sixth sense going at all times of like, am I safe? Am I safe? Now, that still exists for women, no matter what age. But in certain contexts, it doesn't anymore. Right. I feel pretty safe at Target. Right. <laughs> There's <laughs> a
0: freedom in uh, in the second stage of life. Yes, it's and so it's, freeing, and you know you're not you're not viewed the same, and maybe that's not um, that doesn't have to be a terrible thing. It could just be another stage where it doesn't mean you're not attractive and you don't like how you look. It just means you have a different kind of freedom
1: uh, as a woman. I'm already like seeing it happen now. I mean just just watching your body slowly change you it you know you're used to it because it's happening slowly, but every once in a while you'll notice something like right. wait, when did that happen i um I was doing yoga at home once, and I didn't have any yoga pants, so I put on some shorts, and okay, fine, no one's looking at me, and I know my legs aren't really in my best feature, but they're okay and i I went into like a down dog position where you're basically like you know yeah facing your legs but no one ever really just like moves their head and looks at their legs well i did and that was a really bad idea <laughs> if you need an image um have you ever seen a Sharpay dog <laughs> it was disturbing it's <laughs> like i can never unsee that and i had no idea that aging legs was a thing right so i just had to laugh you, you bring in a sense of humor to like the changing looks and and as we've been talking about i I don't think about how my looks are the end all be all of what I have to contribute to the world. I think that in our culture, you always have like the most important thing. You're a parent, you're a career person, like what's your big thing? Maybe your big thing is how you make money, but who you are is what you do on the rest of the time. Right. And so for somebody, it's like they could never, ever read my... I do not write poetry, but as an example, like I could write poetry and no one ever reads it, but... That can be enough for me. That's right. my identity. That's how I'm expressing myself. And that's how I feel. That's how I see myself in the world. And people don't need to actually see what I'm doing to get that sense. Yeah. And, but the,
0: the yoga story <laughs> made me think of something. Um, our bodies are going to age. And especially as women, as we can see in Hollywood, we can see in all industries, women that age are treated very differently than men that age in terms of desirability, a marketability. Um, it's just a reality. And so even though we're not in those industries, we're still going to be seeing ourselves, our physical selves changing. That's why I do want to be cognizant of the fact that my looks and my body are important Especially health wise, they're important, but but visually they're important, but they're just one element of who I am. So I try to work on the rest of it: the finding purpose in life, finding meaning, and that's been a goal of mine that I'm still pursuing.
1: Oh yeah, I. But is it ever? Is it ever? Um final. Right. Do you that's ever a, you never that's the, yeah. that's the beauty of it is that there's always something new. And I think if you get too caught up on like what am I doing now? Where do I stand now? Then you're missing out on all of the possibility. If you're focused on um what you want to create, what interests you, there's always going to be something new and exciting and you can find your identity in that. One thing that um is relevant for a lot of women
0: is as we talk about aging and beauty is different kinds of not not just plastic surgery but different methods to try to help us uh,
1: look better. Would you consider doing botox or plastic surgery? Okay, so this I have thought about because come on, I look in the mirror and I see like that one line or oh for me it's the the, the lines next to, from your nose to the corner of your mouth, what are they the marionette lines? Those really bother me. And it bothers me that they bother me. It's like why do I care? I shouldn't care. I, I'm not that looks looks focused. Um, but I that really gets to me. And I and so no, I had never thought about Botox. But <laughs> now, I don't know if that could help a little bit. I could maybe consider it.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I've absolutely thought about it. Uh, not plastic surgery yet. But and that's not something I've ever considered. The surgery is scary. <laughs> surgery scary. But you know, I have no judgment for Anything people do if that is something that can you know help them feel better about themselves, also everybody has to make that decision for themselves oh, yeah. as I was saying, you know I like to look internally, I'd like to you know work on my purpose, but I still look in the mirror like you were saying, and so I would completely consider uh, Botox and I have um, if you look at your uh, I look at my dad who i uh love and i see the between his eyebrows is a very deep mountainous cavern (laughs) and i have that same cavern and i have used botox in that to try to address that luckily for me it doesn't work um luckily? Well, no, not luckily. I was being sarcastic. I wish it did work. Um, I've talked to my dermatologist many times and he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, We've tried. Your muscles are very strong between your eyebrows. That that line runs very deep. It runs extremely deep. Many, many generations deep, apparently. Um, And it's just going to be part of my life, I guess. But um, yeah, I think it's It would be naive to say that I don't care about my looks. Everybody cares about their looks. I think to to some degree, I just want to, as I'm aging, not care about it that much. I want to find other elements of my self-worth that I can develop. And I think that's just the key for us as we age, right? Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you liked it, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it and leave a review. See you next week on the second half.